0: opinions expressed on acb radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the american council of the blind its elected officials or its staff
1: bpi presents pride connection sponsored by blind lgbt pride international tuesdays At 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pride Connection in the Zoom era where technical difficulties can happen. Thank you for your patience. I know we are running a moment or two late. I am one of your three co-hosts, Anthony Corona. As always, I am joined by Vice President Leah Gardner. Say hi, Leah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pride Connection. And, of course,
3: President Gabriel lopez Cafati. Say hi, Gabe. Hi, everyone. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Leah. And I definitely enjoyed that nice intro.
2: (laughs) Yes, technical engineer Byron Lee, who is running the controls. Tell us who um, who submitted that beautiful Pride Connection and how we can get other members' uh, voices to do Pride Connection for us every week.
0: So that was Rob Armstrong, and the background music was the After Hours Barbershop Quartet, Um, and Mm -hmm. it was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you for submitting that. Um, you can submit your, um, intros and outros by sending an email to byron at byronlee.com that's b-y-r-o-n at b-y-r-o-n-l-e-e.com and make the subject line rainbow connection um i will be posting an email to the blind pride international discuss list so if you're a, a bpi member and you're on the discuss list we posted it earlier but i will be posting it again and it will have the script of what you need to say for your intro and your outro. And it will also contain a list of cover versions of Rainbow Connections. So send those audio files (laughs) and those songs, and we will be happy to make a little uh, vignette with you introing us.
2: And if you're a fan of the show and you're listening and you have not subscribed to our podcast, it can be found in all podcast catchers. Just type in Pride Connection or ACB Pride Connection, depending on which catcher you're using. and you can be connected to us every single week. You can also join Blind Pride International. Leah, tell them real quick. And then Gabriel can introduce our esteemed lifetime member guest this evening. Leah, how can they join LG Blind, Pride, Blind LGBT Pride? <laughs> <laughs> so if you are... <laughs>
4: If you are not a member and you would like to become one, you can visit our website at blindlgbtpride.org. No dashes, just blindlgbtpride.org. If you have any questions or feedback for us, you can email us at membership at All right.
2: Take it away, Gabriel. Who do we have this evening?
3: Well, it is our honor to um finally get on pride connection our very very dear friend uh lifetime member advocate uh lgbtq champion all the accolades couldn't be enough to introduce our very dear friend and lifetime member terry gorman just to give you a quick update i'm not gonna steal uh, terry's thunder because we want to hear about him and uh his accomplishments a um, few months ago, uh, BPI collaborated with some uh, members of the ACB leadership team and the advocacy team to bring forth a resolution uh, to incorporate a uh, L- an LGBTQ category within the BARD, uh system uh, through NLS, and um, that resolution was accompanied by a full bibliography compiled by the dedication and hard work of terry gorman and uh thanks to his work the resolution um even before when we were actually socializing the resolution and uh, presenting it to karen and other people from nls at um, our acb convention virtual convention this year um nls went ahead and uh Just uh, took the bibliography and created the category. So um, now we are expanding and looking for uh, the creation of subcategories, young adult, fiction and nonfiction. But without further ado, let's get to meet Terry Gorman, the man, the figure, the institution and the author of this bibliography.
1: My, my has
3: changed our <laughs> life. <laughs> Terry, are you unmuted?
5: I'm unmuted, I think. I, yep, I, we can yeah. hear you loud and clear. You,
3: Welcome to Pride Connection, Terry.
5: Well, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be with uh, all of you and um, to share with you a, a little bit of information about, um, you know, LGBTQ literature and, you know, where you can... You know, get it at least through NLS and, and I guess through Bookshare, uh, because those are the two areas that I've um, have been involved with. Way back in way back in 1975, I encountered um, a very small bibliography that was put out by um, a group, uh, a subgroup of the American Library Association. It was called the Social Responsibilities Roundtable. And uh, this was a very small uh, bibliography, and it contained a list of books from NLS and from Recording for the Blind. And that was my first uh, awareness that there was, you know, even gay and lesbian literature, and that, that would have been the word we would have used back then. Um, so it, that really sort of got me started with the idea of, you know, keeping track of and uh, making, you know, keeping aware of of uh, the material that it's out there,
4: you know, Terry. I can remember being in my late teens and wanting to find fiction, usually specifically on on uh, gay and lesbian topics, and having absolutely no idea because you. I get those annual sort of catalogs from NLS, <laughs> and I remember just trying to figure out how am I going to find anything that's gay topics. And a lot of times I would look, you know, contemporary fiction, that category sometimes would have some things, but I probably missed a lot and it took just so much time. Um, It was like hit or miss. So I'm wondering how it is that you even began to start collating these bibliographies.
5: I started, um, by using the BARD site and just, uh, searching for standard words, uh, like mm-hmm. a gay, lesbian, <clears throat> um, bisexual, uh, transgender mm-hmm. and, um, homosexuality, homosexuals, um, homophobia,
0: mm-hmm.
5: uh, various words like that. And I got, a. Uh, of course, if you type in "gay," by the way, I, I typed that in today just to see what I would get. And I, I got six hundred and some books. No, uh, you're going to get wow. Enola, you're going to get Enola Gay, which is the uh, ship that carried, or, I mean, the airplane that carried the uh, atomic bomb. <laughs> you're going to get the author Gay tyles and you're going to get a lot of other. So it's it's a very uh, troublesome process for actually finding the books. Uh, you had to read through all the descriptions and figure out which ones were were appropriate uh, but that was my method of actually starting to uh, assemble the uh, uh, the list and then reading through all those uh, descriptions
4: i can't imagine the time involved and the dedication in 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 doing that I mean, that is an impressive labor for sure <laughs>
5: It is. Um, it's a lot of work, and I don't really have formal training. I don't have secretarial training. I I, di- I didn't have formal mm-hmm. training in Word, so I sort of discover things as I, as I go along. You know, keeping keeping the fonts the same and uh, doing the headings, which is, uh, originally I used a different system of, of number signs, but uh, someone um, gave me the idea that I should use um, headings instead. So I've adopted headings, but. It does make it messy to actually put all the stuff together, all all the cutting and pasting you have to do to move material, yeah. from the bar database and then uh, paste it into the bibliography. The hardest part is like if I'm, um, you know, my my categories, I've made up my own categories. I, I, I sort of didn't like the, the NLS categories. Um, so I have I have a fiction category. Well, that's a really large category. Um, history, biography, um, religion, uh, short stories. Um, Then I have a social sciences, psychology category, and a miscellaneous category, and younger readers in Spanish titles, and humor, and poetry, and plays, and uh, a coming out category. But like, let's say I get a fiction book, and uh, the author is in the Ps. Uh, I, I can go to the heading fiction, but I have to hit the key to get down to the P's because Mm -hmm. I don't have a good memory of, you know, what authors have, you know, have been there. I guess if I, if I printed out the bibliography, it would be easier for me to figure out where the P's are, but I just, my own current technique is just to press the button until I get to (laughs) the right place. And that's a lot of, a lot of presses in a day, you know. Did you
2: tell us, um, one or two titles that, you know, description wise surprised you as you were putting this together? (laughs) I'm sure you came across things that probably read like they might be and didn't end up being, or, um, you know, things that might've surprised you along the way.
5: I'm i I've been surprised by the modernity of the NLS, um, uh, collection. Uh, let's see, there was a book that I ran into called the perv in all of us. I thought that was pretty, a pretty daring uh, (laughs) title to put in (laughs) the (laughs) collection. Um, but I, I guess that would be one of them, uh, one I can think of.
2: So all, all in all, you've been doing this for, for you know, quite a long time. And you've, been, you know, obviously compiled an impressive list. When did you start to think, well, hey, you know, if I'm doing all this work, you know, I want to see some some, you know, fruit of this labor in the actual system.
5: I'm going to go back a little bit in, in time. Um, in the 1980s, um, there were... A, this is just a little bit of history. There were three groups of, of blind people that sort of independently um, uh, began to produce uh, gay and lesbian material. Um, there was our group in Chicago Lambda Resource Center for the Blind and uh, we uh, recorded about 80 books. <clears throat> uh, there was Women's Braille Press in Minneapolis, which is a group of, of several women they did um, Gay and lesbian and feminist materials, and their collection was much larger than ours. And they produced braille material as well as recorded material. And then there was a very small group in New York City called Gay and Lesbian Blind. Um, some of the projects that we uh, did in in Chicago, we did uh, like the Gay Yellow Pages. You know, that's like reading a phone book um and we i think i don't remember if it was seven cassettes or ten you know those four track cassettes that are six hours Mm -hmm. on each on each tape and uh you know with a tone for each city and a couple of tones for each state and so you would slide through the cassette and figure out and and then uh, as part of that um you know marking all the tapes so that when you got this uh you know seven or seven cassette collection or ten or whatever it was there was a braille marking and or a print marking if it was a sighted person it was going to you know someone with vision uh where we indicated you know what was on that tape you know the from and the to part of that tape so there was a lot of a lot of work in and just doing that um material the knowledge that i got of authors uh had to do with um you know, the the books that we chose, and then also the Women's Braille Press bibliography, because they did a really large bibliography, and that's where I learned about authors like Andre Lord, for example. I wouldn't have known about uh, Andre Lord. I hope I'm Audrey. pronouncing her first name correctly. Um, Audrey. Audrey, I'm sorry. Audrey Lord, yes. I wouldn't have learned about her except for the, um, mm. the you know, the bibliography from Women's Braille Press. And, um, and uh nls has has uh one of her books i think it's zami a new spelling of my name i know they have at least that book um anyway that so our project continued for about six years uh to about 1987 and we reached about 180 uh, blind people at the time and then uh, we discontinued the work i began to I, i worked at irs i took accounting and um, accounting was really, really tough because this was 1987. It was still typewriter days, you know, mm-hmm. typing all of yeah. the, um, although we did have, we did have a VersaBraille, that old uh, cassette machine. And Ooh. I prepared my, I prepared my <laughs> um, accounting <clears throat> materials. The the professor did not believe that I did this material myself, you know, because it looked really, <laughs> um, you know, perfect <laughs> with, everything tabbed and everything, but I actually used the VersaBraille to uh, prepare this material and then, you know, printed it out. But anyway, that accounting thing was, that was a full-time activity in the evenings, you know, getting through the accounting courses for a whole year. Mm -hmm. So I stopped and shortly thereafter, Women's Braille Press also uh, disbanded. And of course, then several years later, we have the onset of the internet where everybody can uh, you know, can get everything uh, as long as the information is available. <clears throat> Around 2017, that's when I began to look at the uh, idea of <clears throat> preparing this uh, bibliography. I did something earlier, though. You know, I love music even more than LGBT <laughs> materials, and um, I had uh, prepared um, a bookshare music bibliography with about, and I got up to about seven or 800 books, and then Uh, I didn't have a sufficiently uh, stout computer at that time to continue the project. So I sort of gave up on that and then I I decided to return to this um, LGBT project. so in about 2017, I, you know, spent many days and and weeks going through the NLS database and trying to uh, pull together all these uh, books. Um, And... um, I think that original bibliography had four hundred and some books, if I remember correctly. Now, I'm in my idea of the bibliography, I, I expanded a bit. Uh, here's an example: the NLS, you know, you know, um, uh, Gabe mentioned at the beginning. I think that that um, NLS now has the LGBTQ plus category. So when you go into NLS uh, the database, you know, you can you can look up these LGBT books, um, but they don't categorize as many books as I would uh, put in the category. For example, uh, David Sedaris books, I would put in an LGBT bibliography and they are in my bibliography, but NLS is not, you know, coding them as LGBTQ. And I don't know what a librarian, I don't know what a librarian would consider, but um, that's just an example of, or let's say uh, uh, works by, um, Truman Capote, for example, now or Tennessee oh. Williams. You you can mm-hmm. you can take some of these famous gay figures and you can uh, throw some of their books in the bibliography, and that's what I've done. So my bibliography is a little padded over mm-hmm. uh, what their bibliography is.
2: And you generously shared that bibliography with all of the. Members of Blind Pride International. So if if you're listening and you know you'd like an expanded list, because Terry is right, they you know they have some guidelines that they have to follow, and uh, we've been petitioning to get subcategories in, and and I I would imagine that by next uh, next summer there will at least be the two subcategories that we're looking for now. Yep. Um, you know, and then we'll expand upon that. But if you, you know, if you join blind LGBT pride, we can most definitely forward you all of Terry's amazing work. So, you know, when you found out that the resolution was going through, and I I definitely think that we should do a quick shout out to uh, Kim Charlson, past president of ACB, the national organization and another past president, Paul Edwards, who, uh, tweaked and refined and basically really rewrote our, uh, resolution so that it would most indubitably pass and become, uh, a part of the NLS system. So shout outs to them. But when you found out that this was going through and all your hard work was, was going to be finally incorporated into the NLS system, tell us about that moment.
5: Well, it's really, it's really an exciting, it's, it's really a lifetime. Um, you know, as as Leah was saying, you know, you you really couldn't. Well, here here's a here's something interesting. Um, I got the invitation from you guys, you know, and um, on sort of short notice, and so. But I began, uh, you know, when I saw the NLS um, categorization, I figured that I should look through their list and compare it to mine, mm-hmm. and I should put into their my list anything that was missing from it that they had incorporated into their list. And I started doing that today. And there's a lot that was missing from my list, which is, a, when I say a lot, I mean I mean, I mean, mean, not hundreds of titles, but a lot of titles. Um, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll turn out to be 50, 60, 70, 80 titles that I didn't get. And that's because um, when you do these word searches, you know, they don't pull up all the books and the descriptions of the books don't necessarily use words like gay and lesbian and uh, trans. Some of the books might use best friend or some other, you know, the description of oh, right. words that
0: Coming are
5: less <clears throat> so, and, and, and you can't honestly read all the descriptions of all the books in the NLS database. Who can do that? I, I Not even I can do that. So it's not surprising that I have uh, books that are, that are not in mine, but in the next day or two, I will make sure that every uh, book that they have uh, that I don't have is in my list. And then my expanded list will incorporate um, every book, but it, it's just a wonderful thing that they have, have this coding automatically. Now um, I've noticed a lot of books for younger readers like high school and below that were, uh, that have been added. And, and I was uh, unaware of yeah.
1: hey, just,
4: I. I, I'm curious, just going back because, you know, you we you talked about the um, emergence of the internet. You know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, more visually impaired folks started using that resource. But I'm really curious in the '80s how you um, found uh, blind people that would be interested in your, you know, your your sort of gay yellow pages and the books that um, Lambda produced and women's Braille press, how did they um, find their target audience and how did they sort of like advertise those materials?
5: Well, here's what, um, here's what I remember doing. Um, There was a magazine uh, in Braille, a small magazine called Matilda Ziegler magazine for the blind. It was just in 2009. It was, Mm -hmm. it had existed for a hundred years. And um, I sent, an ad into their magazine <laughs> and I used the word alternative lifestyle and <laughs> I got um, because I wasn't sure what I wasn't sure what I could really use. And, and mm-hmm. I got uh, letters from, uh, you know, people who are vegetarian and vegans yeah. and
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. as well as some, some gay people. But um, to be honest, um, uh, talking book topics, uh, we put an ad in there and uh in braille book review and that's that's Mm. how we uh picked up uh people and then gradually through uh maybe through word of mouth but i think it was the talking book topics and the uh, and the braille book review so you know Mm. nls was and and we didn't have to say alternative lifestyle in there but i think i think if i remember correctly this is a long time ago but and i'm i'm like almost 72 now (laughs) um memory is not memory is not one of my things um Uh (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, the, but, but that's anyway, really, anyway, I, if I remember correctly, we um, uh, we we got uh, our our respondents through those um, uh, publications.
2: Think, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leah. I was just going to
4: say that that NLS, you know, it does seem to me that they've been um, rather progressive because I remember <laughs> when I really started looking for um, GLBTQ sort of related. Mm-hmm. Books 1992, 93, when I was 16 or 17, even with the difficulty in trying to find categories to pinpoint them, I found a lot of fiction that um, definitely incorporated a people that I could um, relate like to. to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whether it be lesbian characters, gay characters, I mean, there are books that I found back then that I still. Remember, there is a book called uh, "Surprising Myself" by Jonathan Bram that I just reread a few years ago, and I just mm-hmm. remember stumbling upon that mm-hmm. yeah. and um, some other really good titles. In it, they just seemed that they were a little bit ahead of their time in terms of it, you know recording these yes. these books. Even then, even though it was more difficult to mm-hmm. locate them. Yes.
5: And I, I remember uh, "Patience and Sarah" by Isabel Miller. That was in Braille. Mm-hmm. That's not available. Uh, mm. you know, that was a press Braille book, and I, a two-volume press Braille book. And I remember reading that uh, many years ago. That's not available uh, currently. That's um, you know not on Bard. I guess they maybe they didn't have the the electronic uh, part. I, I want to mention one other thing as, as far as the um, the Lambda Resource Center in Chicago, because you know there was me and there was Stephen Hunt and my then partner john feldman um and uh but there's a current organization in chicago it's currently called the um uh da, 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 what is it called it it used to be called the guild for the blind and they've changed their name uh, and actually before that they were the catholic guild and then they were the mm-hmm. Guild for the blind and now they're second sense
1: second um, so <laughs> okay. marie
5: marie porter was mm-hmm. um uh one of the people involved in the in the guild and um I don't remember if it was Catholic Guild or Guild at that time in in 81, and uh, we didn't have a duplicator to duplicate our cassettes, and Marie came, um, I was really shocked, Uh, she let us come in and use their duplicator to send out our uh, initial magazine, because our our magazine came out in July 81, which was the onset of the... the grid at that time gay related immunodeficiency which later they renamed as aids but that was the mm-hmm. onset the public onset of that that was the very first issue of of our magazine that was one thing by the way we did a quarterly magazine um from the gay press in addition to in addition to the 80 or so books that we did and uh, so we we covered the aids situation all the way through the 80s so any anyone who was was uh, subscribing to our materials you know had had good access, access and current access. Mm. Um, we had uh, Gay Community News in Boston. We had The Body Politic in Toronto. We had the Chicago papers, um, mm. The Advocate, of course, from San Francisco. Those those were all of the materials. But I do remember uh, with amazement that uh, that Marie Porter let us use her duplicator. Eventually, then we we got a thousand dollar donation from um, a, a fellow who. Uh, a, Allowed us to buy a, uh, uh, a, duplicator. a duplicator. Yeah. So let's switch. Um,
2: let's switch gears a little bit and uh, learn learn some interesting facts and and uh, life stories about Terry Gorman the man. And since you've done yep. all this beautiful work surrounding LGBT literature, let's um let's ask you to start out with what was the first literature you came across, and maybe the most memorable to date literature you've came across.
5: It's um, it, it, it may surprise uh, some of you, but I, um, I I guess I mentioned earlier that I'm really a music person more than a um, more than a book sure. person. And uh, for example, I have I have seven thousand CDs, oh my almost God. every one, almost every single one of them is, is labeled in Braille. And I mean, wow. thorough, thorough labels. Um, <laughs> And we got to get you
3: over here to help us with that. Yeah. Because between Anthony and <laughs> yes. I, we may be up in the thousands and we have all <clears> gone. <throat> yes.
5: And before so the by se- thorough
3: listing, do you mean track,
2: you know, track listing? Yes. Uh, track listing as well. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Track wow.
5: And these are, these are mostly classical. Mm-hmm. I have, I have some pop from the days when I was, uh, you know, like Judy Collins and Joni Mitchell and mm-hmm. um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and young people that were popular, you know, when I was in the, and uh, Linda Ronstadt. Um, and uh, so there's, and so the things that I really, sp- and uh, you know, my, my uh, uh, attendance at the School for the Blind, I think really uh, the, the fact that I had an extremely good background in Braille, and and at the school I actually, in, in Janesville, Wisconsin, I actually um, was one of the people who brailled the programs. Um, those were the days when you uh, brailed a, pro- you know, you brailed a program on paper and it was going to be for the whole school, you know, for the hundred and a uh, couple of hundred people that would go to the program. And if you made a mistake, if you hit a wrong key on the Perkins brailler, you ripped out the page and you recopied it.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, I mean, you, it had to be perfection. Nothing mm. other than perfection was acceptable. Nothing other than 100. And so, Maybe this is partly why I can, you know, just do this grueling work for hours and hours, because I remember tearing out a page. <laughs> you know, yeah, starting, I mean, all over, uh, starting all over. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, but, uh, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the very early books I read was Patience and Sarah. Um, I, in, in high school, I read, uh, you know, the, the, the big uh, Russian novels, of course, uh, on Talking Book. And uh, in college, I, uh, for my first term paper in uh, English, I ordered from the Jewish Guild. That was a wonderful organization, uh, the Jewish Guild for the Blind. They, they mm-hmm. had thousands and thousands of Braille books, and eventually they, they ditched their collection. They couldn't handle it anymore. But I had the, the Edward Gibbons decline and fall of the Roman Empire. I believe it was 70 press Braille volumes. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> And my use of the book, my use of the book was very odd. Um, I wanted to write a, a term paper on Christian hymnody, the first Christian hymns, and it was that oh, wow. book, that, that book that I used to uh, do re- do research on that topic. So um, anyway.
2: It would be good for us to to step in for a moment, and also, you know, give a little bit of history to our listeners. That the thirty three rpm in records actually came about because of the blind community back uh, back in the um, early nineteen hundreds they wanted to uh, produce books on record to be able to mail them out and uh you know 78 rpm was prevalent at that point it was the standard it was what was used but unfortunately it would take you know 20 or 30 discs to uh, to uh, produce you know to produce a full-length novel or you know history text or whatever it may be on disks and that would be too expensive to mail out and so they championed 33 rpm and boom it took off and, uh, you know, the music industry adopted it. And, and uh, you know, little piece of blind history that not many people are aware of is that we championed 33 RPM. And we also were very huge in um, adapting, you know, the tape mechanism from, you know, from uh, record discs over into, you know, recorded audio on tapes. So that's a, a piece of history that you guys should all know. Terry, tell us, you know, did you order those, you know, did you order those tapes or or can you even remember back when they were still sent on record discs?
5: I do remember records. Uh, I lived in Wisconsin and our uh, books came from the Chicago Public Library, the the, uh, branch that is not too far from where we we live in Chicago right now, Um, the Hill Library. And, yes, I do remember those. Um, And I remember reading Les Miserables by uh, Alexander Mm. uh, by Victor Hugo with Alexander Corby's yeah. uh, rendition of that, of that book. I read that in high school, uh, probably mm-hmm. the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, all those books were on, were on record.
4: Now, okay. now Anthony, it was not actually that long ago. Let <laughs> Because I can remember in the late eighties, actually. Okay. I can remember in the late eighties, I had one of those NLS record players and they were huge. They, they were very large. And, um, I remember getting magazines on these floppy sort of flexible discs. I think even as late as, you know, 91, 92, um, and talking book topics used to come on those, um, those flexible discs as well. They were, they were very, um, the material was like really, I'm not sure what they were made out of. They were kind of like this thin
2: Plyer plastic or something like yeah. that yeah, yeah and they were really
4: mm. easy to scratch very easy to scratch and often mm. when i got records um which by that point was rare to get an actual book on flexible disc or, or record but a lot of times there were scratches that was a biggest problem with yeah. those records is that they would get really um scratched up pretty badly and also the record players by the time. You know what I was getting them were often um, repurposed, and I can't tell you how many record players I got. You would open up the record player, and the <laughs> waft of cigarette smoke. That would come out
2: of town. Oh. <laughs> it was like it was like, whoa! <laughs> imagine you know, for all of us that never had that experience, imagine trying to find a specific portion of a text that you needed oh. by moving a needle and and trying to find the right. You know, we can just you know, we can hit track good. listing, and fast right. forward, and well, you know, all the ima-
4: yeah. Imagine wow. me trying to go through a catalog of. The years books just trying to find and I did a lot of that in 92 93 just can I find something you know about people that I can relate to um and and taking the needle and just trying to get to categories that I thought would maybe um have
2: have books like that sneaky little title in there
4: (laughs) in fact I got a funny story I have a funny story as a as a teenager I had um, put a list of books together and I used to call the library and I would, you know, get the, the numbers and they used to be back then recorded cassette. So everything was RC, blah, 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 blah. But I, (laughs) I put a list of books together that I wanted. A lot of them um, were about, you know, gay, lesbian issues. (laughs) And I, um, the librarian actually called my house and (laughs) <laughs> told my mother that I had ordered a large amount of books that had explicit descriptions of sex in them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't order those books until I was at least 16.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. That must have been an interesting that conversation around the dinner table.
4: Yes, that was awkward.
3: <laughs> very awkward.
2: So Terry, tames. I want
3: to. okay. <laughs> yeah. I did, it, it wouldn't be me if I yeah. didn't jump in with with a music question, Terry. You know mm-hmm. that I'm also a uh, classic music lover and opera Mozart and
2: Carlos
3: <laughs> <laughs> are his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Who's Who's your favorite composer?
5: Oh, that's uh, I, would, I would say Bach is my favorite. Yes, composer. I knew that. I have. Um, <laughs> I have a a CD uh, collection, Uh, you know, I've always been encyclopedic in my orientation. I remember the stacks in our public, in our library, the school at Janesville, and of course I was looking for for the sex books and I was looking for the religious books um that's but, a combination was, yes
3: a good that, combination yeah,
5: yeah. um and, the Madonna uh, of the
3: LGBT and world. And, and in terms
5: <laughs> right. of my music uh like I would go and try to get like every work of Bach every work of schubert every mm-hmm. work of Beethoven and, I, and I've done that essentially and that that's mm-hmm. part of my in you know my encyclopedic um systematic you know, kind of, yeah, yeah systematic just uh, collecting everything now with with books um uh, you know, I I want to make sure we get into Bookshare a little bit because in in Bookshare the 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 collection is so huge. Um, for example, I I did a, a romance uh, uh, bibliography for gay uh, male romance, and there's eight thousand books in that collection in the wow. gay male romance. Well, you can't get your you can't get your head around that. Um, and I I put eight hundred of them in um, in a bibliography, but um, you know there's uh, you know, the more if there there can be too much of a good mm. thing, uh, and, mm-hmm. and some of it isn't a good thing probably. But you know, with, with eight thousand books, there's going to be some some junk in there. But um, you know, you you can just get too much of a good thing.
2: Tell us about your introduction to Blind Pride. Um... We, as we all know from previous Pride Connection shows and, and the various uh, media that we put out, Blind Pride started as B flag under the ACB um, stewardship. Tell us how you came to B flag or Blind Pride and uh, what it meant to you when you found the group.
5: Well, I I think that um, you know my my memory is not one of my one of my uh, good. Um, um, you know, attributes, but uh, you, you guys started around 2000, I believe, right? Somewhere, some sort of around there. And I know I yeah. went to, I went to, yeah, a we,
4: new... yeah, we, we, got our affiliate status in, in 2000.
5: <laughs> yes. I, I thought it, it was, I thought it was an amazing thing. And of course about time more than about time, mm-hmm. you know, because by 2000, you know, that's pretty late in the game in terms of, um, uh, you know, political activism, we've gone through the whole AIDS movement and Mm -hmm. gone through ACT UP. And, and so I I was very glad to see that, that, um, that ACB got a group organized and that people could get together and meet one another and, and work on issues of, of interest. And
3: imagine from there we've grown and, uh, you know, as an affiliate of ACB, we do, uh, you know, besides socializing, education, we practice advocacy, and we, uh, and we have uh, you know, have such a diverse membership uh, with so many different talents, and 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 this was you know one of the main ideas of, of this show was to highlight uh, what great talent we have in BPI, uh, and you being a lifetime member and the uh, the author of this bibliography that has meant so much uh, not only for BPI for but for anyone who is uh, be- belongs to, to that intersectionality of being blind or visually impaired and a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, but also in general, I mean uh, the, the recognition of a category for you know it, it, it adds to the diversity of literature and to the access of information access to information that anyone, regardless of sexual orientation, should have in this uh, day and age, uh, when you're blind. Um, I, I remember Terry, when I met you and, and, and your partner in, in 2012 in Louisville, Kentucky in our, um, conference and convention, I remember you were, you were getting acquainted with the newest technology. And, uh, and I, I remember that, uh, that you were trying to, to get, um, to get a grasp on the iPhone back then.
5: Yes, I, I did. I did eventually buy an iPad in uh, 2014, and then I bought an iPhone 10R uh, um, uh, so, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. So,
2: well, it would definitely. I'm, I'm sure it's going to put a smile to your face to know that, you know, BPI did a uh, host of conversations around pronouns. Um, before and during convention. And we got quite a few um, what we call allied members and they're either straight or cited or straight and cited. And um, we got quite a few people that then came across the bibliography on our email discuss list. And uh, I remember specifically one woman reached out and said, you know, I didn't know until I uh, attended your conversations, you know, what the importance of pronouns were. And then took the bibliography and started to look for more material, uh, you know, and we heard a couple of stories like that, but this one, you know, this one woman took the time to actually write and thank BPI for doing those conversations. And then on top of it, to be able to go back and search and find related titles. And, uh, you know, we do know that, uh, women who read romance often like to read, uh, LGBT romance. Uh, some, some will say that it's a -hmm. a little bit more, um, Um, real-to-life as far as some of the situational context is concerned. Um, so, you know, your work not only touches our community, specifically blind, you know, and low vision, but also, you know, straight allies and people that are looking for more material to be able to enhance their their use of pronouns and mm-hmm. to be able to understand our community better. So, you know, your work is transcended beyond just us, so to speak.
5: Well, that's really good. And NLS did a book on, on pronouns. Um, I don't remember its name currently, but they, they uh, you know, Karen Kenninger has been, I look, I, I look, by the way, at the quantity of LGBT materials that NLS has been producing. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess under Karen Kenninger, uh, it's uh, tripled at least. Uh, there, there's roughly, roughly 30 to 40 books a year that are in the lgbt category that that, that i was able mm-hmm. to ascertain anyway and, yeah that's uh, not the numbers, surprising <clears throat> the yeah. numbers had been uh, you know 10 11 and 12 in earlier years like uh, 2006 20 2007 some of those earlier years the numbers were, were much smaller
2: so i want to i want to jump you know jump topics again if you don't mind um you know the current state of of the country and, and things that are happening right now. There's been some talk that uh, gay marriage may be looked at again in the Supreme court. You've lived a, a very, very beautifully productive life. When you look at the current state of affairs, what, uh, what comes to mind, um, You know, you did mention the AIDS activism and and we finally did get gay marriage approved, you know, across 50 states, thanks to the Supreme Court. And now there's a possibility that they may look at that decision again. What what thoughts come to mind when you encounter those news cycle stories?
5: If I were if I'm I'm betting that gay marriage itself won't be rescinded. But of course, there are going to be all these religious um, communities that are going to come to the court with, uh, you know, the, the cake baking and, and, uh, yeah and, and yeah. other, other issues. And of course with, you know, with birth control and other uh, issues um, you know, I, I expect um, you know, I, it, it's, it's depressing to think of, you know, where, where things may be headed, but I just don't think they're going to repeal that uh, the gay marriage itself. I just think that, that we're going to have, you know, some, some issues relative to, um no, I don't know. you know religious liberty and it and it's it's supposed uh impact on on a, on our lives so there'll be uh there'll be some impact i'm just hoping that well anyway i, I think gay marriage will will not be disturbed that's my guess
3: that is our hope <clears throat> <laughs> now that you said Um, you mentioned cake (laughs) I'm just I'm just grabbing that word to jump to a different subject because uh, like Anthony (laughs) says you are a a man who has lived a very beautifully productive and well-rounded life Uh, on personal conversations why don't you share uh, with us a a little bit of your hobbies I know gastronomy is one of them I know we have had extensive conversations (laughs) right he is a foodie and and and, and you yes. and i have had extensive conversations yes. about yes.
5: food yes <laughs> i definitely yeah. i don't <clears throat> i don't know how to cook but um uh, my, my partner Sheldon. <laughs> but you know how, how to eat <laughs> but i do know how to eat and i do the dishes and uh so but i don't think doing dishes is anywhere near the uh, amount of work that cooking is but um I like uh, <laughs> profits of all varieties. Sheldon and I um, have uh, taken to living a, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, three or four years ago, we uh, we read a couple of uh, books that sort of got us on that road. One is called Eat Eat to Live, and another is called How Not to Die. <laughs> uh, the How Not to Die is each chapter uh, is, you know, how not to die from, you know, liver cancer or a uh, bladder mm-hmm. da, da 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 you know every it just goes through the, mm-hmm. the basic organs of the body and and the NLS has these books. Um we've become qu- quite pescatarian. Uh sometimes when I'm out at a restaurant I'll I'll eat uh I, I might order sausage. I am a Wisconsin native and broth yeah. worse than <laughs> sausage, you know, was our original kind of diet. But we don't eat very much of that kind of food now. We we, uh, we, do, we do eat a lot of chocolate, though. We have chocolate every day. I, <laughs> I would recommend the, I would recommend the cho- dark chocolate covered almonds from. Um, um,
1: oh, what is, stop! That.
5: What's that? Stop story talking
1: that? about that.
5: <laughs> anyway, though, yeah, we we and we love uh, we love chocolate. We like uh, I, I like Asian food. I like Italian food. Um, I don't go to really expensive restaurants like the. You know, like twenty or thirty dollars a meal is is what um, what would be my limit. Um, and Asian food is I love, I love Thai food. I love spicy food. I love Mexican food. I like those are <laughs> those are. Some.
2: As our listeners know, Gabe is a wine aficionado <clears throat> and um, has done multiple tastings mm-hmm. and classes yeah. and in the virtual realm he's now. <clears throat> going to other affiliates when asked and presenting, are you, uh, <laughs> to, to use a, a, an old uh, 70s term, are you a wino,
5: Mr. Um, we have wine um, with some meals, uh, maybe uh, two or three times a week, but I'm going to surprise you. We have a juice glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> that's, hmm. you know, so that's how much wine we we, we now uh, use. Uh and I, I I guess I'm we're red wine uh, consumers mostly but wine is uh, I, I you know I like wine uh, white wine red wine any any kind of wine is fine our, our habit yeah, I'm, is a red,
3: I'm a red I'm a red wine <clears throat> lover as a yeah. matter of fact I want to ask you <clears throat> at the top of your mind if you have any any uh, titles that you have come across uh, on, on wine <laughs> um
5: <laughs> uh, i i have seen several titles from that nls has in its collection and uh, mm-hmm. the thing is if i were reading about wine i'd rather read a braille book because i want to see the spellings of things but mm. uh, there's oh definitely, i see very, there's very definitely good a lot of down. talking there's definitely <laughs> several talking books on on the issue and um uh, mm. uh, anyway my my recollection doesn't um um I wish I could remember the uh, store that has those <laughs> dark chocolate covered almonds. There's, there's Whole Foods, and there's, there's the other one that is that has Trader a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, those are the best <laughs> dark chocolate covered almonds. They just cannot be beat. We've tried them at many, many places, and told
0: you. Those are the Trader
5: best. Joe's. Yes. So we are have a guest. One that we have somebody
2: chiming
4: of... in here.
2: Yes. I... Would you like to introduce yes. yourself and say hello? <laughs>
1: are you talking about me
2: we are yes yes.
1: i'm sheila mangler i'm a dear friend of terry's i'm in i'm sighted and i'm straight. (laughs) so i guess i'd be on the ally side you are Terry a long time i know i know his fondness for chocolate and when he's mentioning it i have he knows i've been losing weight i've lost a lot of weight but I struggle against oh, temptation. Bless. Yesterday, <laughs> I did enjoy that cherry streusel pie they brought for my roommate's birthday. That was very, mm. Still so Sheila, about it.
2: tell us the best memory you have of Terry. Something that oh, oh, we wouldn't know.
1: Something you wouldn't know that's the best memory. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's kind of sweet memory. Well, all right. years ago i took terry out for his birthday to see um george gershwin alone it was a one-man show but mm. and yeah. uh, and we and then we went we went to dinner and then we were and then uh it was a cold night it was like the end of november around his birthday and he and he was saying um you know i'm getting it's it's so cold in my in my room at night i i re i should probably get an electric blanket and i said rather teasingly <laughs> you need a man to warm you up and <laughs> said, well, that's not likely to happen now i knew he had sent out a um an advertisement in the reader looking for a partner well a few days later i get this email from terry and it's from and this guy and this guy wrote him named sheldon and uh the guy, it was so uncanny about Sheldon. Sheldon was a former professor of music. He has a doctorate in music. He, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought, Sherry, you you really need to see, you really need to see this guy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, then, and then the thing was, uh, it turned out Sheldon lived less than a mile from Ter- where Terry lived. Sheldon was caring for a relative who lives, who lived in the building next door to where Terry lives, and Sheldon also had had a series at the opera like Terry did. So, and they even had the same telephone number prefix. And Very we had the same boys. pair.
5: And we had the same pair of brand of, of shoes, oddly enough, too. That's I right. think it was Echo Sheldon, or something
3: right. like
1: that. That's right.
3: <laughs> wow, Sheila, thank it you. It was for meant to on. be. <laughs> absolutely yeah. that was a wonderful and that, definitely sweet story she lived definitely yeah. as sweet yeah. as chocolate <laughs> yeah
1: yeah.
5: do we have time so, to hit bookshare a tiny bit
1: yes, sure
5: so um, so we, have, we have about Thanks, four minutes Sheila. terry yeah i've um uh, i've done um three bibliographies for bookshare i i started volunteering for bookshare in 2010 and i've uh, proofed about 203 books uh, so far. And I my interest is, again, music and, and LGBT. And I, I've done some other uh, kind of books, too. And uh, Sheldon helps me because uh, we, get, uh, we get books from the Chicago Public Library. And uh, when I go through the book and read it, uh, I mark things and then uh, uh, I actually mark with a QQ anything uh, that um, uh, is questionable. And then Sheldon and I go through the book. And so we're able to get it to publisher specs because I have this cited uh you know help in house available um so and i'm very very particular i even do the urls in the footnotes if the urls aren't correct or they don't seem correct i'll mark them and then sheldon and i check those so he's a very patient guy to to deal with that sort of thing anyway there's three bookshare um bibliographies there's one on history and historical novels that has 800 books Mm -hmm. And about 400 are history and 400 are historical novels. There's um, Gay Male Romance, uh, which has the 800 out of the 8,000 books that I mentioned earlier. And there's one, oh, a a biography, which is, of course, one of my favorite uh, topics. And there's 800 uh, of of those. Can can you imagine 800 LGBT biography books?
0: I guess I'd like to...
5: I'd like to tell people if, if anyone's listening and, and would like these bibliographies, I'd like to, you know, tell you how to email me to ask for them. Sure. May please. Can I do that? Yes, okay. please. absolutely. I currently have not posted these on, uh, places, but, uh, my email address is my, my T, like my first name, Terry, T. Gorman, G O R M A N, at sbcglobal.net. SBC stands for Southern Bell Corp. So t.gorman, t.gorman at sbcglobal.net, and uh, put bibliography in the title and write a nice little note uh, for your introduction, you know, requesting the, the bibliography.
2: Um, and please thank Mr. Gorman if you when you do reach yes, out. Right. Yes, and please, we'd like to take us, this moment yes. to say thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you for blazing the trail, for making it possible for our resolution to have weight, for coming onto Pride Connection this evening, Leah. It's that time again, unfortunately. Oh, uh, it's time
4: is a mean mistress announcement again, right? <laughs> yeah, it always comes way too soon, doesn't it?
3: By so next week we need a whip when you're sound. Having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Leah. I know.
4: We definitely we need uh, so we need to find a a clip a whip sound clip. Um, But just to uh, reiterate one more time, if anyone has any questions or feedback or show ideas for us, please email us at membership at blindlgbtpride.org. Thank you so much for listening, everybody.
1: You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, go to blindlgbtpride.org Some day we'll find it in the rainbow
0: connection The lovers, the dreamers, and me Blind.